Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Brad, there was a disappointing fire at Epcot this week. Uh, one of the one of the fireworks launch barges caught fire during Harmonious, and I feel like I know you well enough to know that you saw a barge caught fire, and were just even and, maybe, and I and I hoped and I hoped maybe for the a best. little bit hoping that one of the upside down taco barges caught on fire. I mean, I'm not gonna say I didn't go. Oh, I guess no more heart, but <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like as much as there might be some part of me that would hope for that. There's the other part of me that says, I, I realize how things work right now. And that would, I, I honestly, honestly believe that one of those barges catching fire would mean one of two things. Either a, there would be harmon- harmonious showings with only three barges operational. Oh, definitely right, for, that one. For the rest of Harmonious's run, yeah. Or the other option is they would no longer do Harmonious, and there would just be these, uh, you know, big black eyesores <laughs> out in the out in the middle of the lagoon that right? literally serve no purpose. Right, right. Instead of instead of serving purpose for a very small period of the day, they would serve no purpose whatsoever, other than to get it in everybody's pictures so while i might have been a little bit hopeful you know i i think probably the best thing happened here because i you know i don't i don't want other people to be to have no experience because i guess at the end of the day harmonious is better than like no nighttime show happening not by a, a, you know, not by a large amount, but by an amount. It is. <laughs> I mean, than, yeah. It's better than having no nighttime show. And, you know, because I don't, I don't think either, I, I well, let me just, I, I'm not going to try to speak for you. I think for myself, I'm not saying that Harmonious is a bad show. I'm saying that I know what Disney is capable of because I've seen what they've done before. And in, in, contrast to those things it is not a great show yeah in contrast to no show or even a lot of other options it's a fine show it's just it's just not not great and not better than what it replaced in my opinion but yeah so it was just one of the small barges that they launched fireworks from and they put it out pretty quickly and uh, all is well yeah, but it did it did give, you know, the opportunity for for good memes. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm all for that, you know. Essentially, that, uh, that's that Magic Band Plus meme you sent where the Magic Band was on fire was very good. <laughs> Cuz it was now glowing with the show. <laughs> oh man, yeah. That's that's the thing is nowadays whenever, you know, something happens like the water turns pink or uh a jungle cruise vehicle sinks or what or whatever might happen like just just turn to twitter and we look get the for, good memes look for the memes that's right so you know there there's a there's a silver lining to every cloud um so we also this week got an actual uh starting date for phantasmic uh in its november 3rd so 
yes, Fantasmic comes comes back in November, and it turns out it's the third day of November, so we'll have Fantasmic pretty much throughout the month of November. And they also came out with a listing of showtimes, and the whole time we'll be there, Fantasmic starts at 9 p.m. So we're getting, I think it's November 14th, it moves to 9 p.m. and stays, so I, I guess... Nine is going to be the kind of baseline start time because that's the most uh, of all the t- of all the dates that they announced. It's nine p.m. for like eighty percent of them. So I think nine p.m. is going to end up being the the baseline, and then they'll go from there. Which it seems kind of late, but uh, you know, whatever. I was I don't about care. to say, what does that? What does that? Uh, how does that work with park close the park? And I I remember. Um, I remember in the past the park being closed when Fantasmic was over because they kind of would let you out backstage-ish where you would walk through, you know, these like kind of narrow, weird corridors and then just appear right where the uh, big, oh, what do they call that area? Where the uh, Mickey lightning rod is, the world something, the, yeah, I don't remember what they call that I know what you're talking about, but yeah, it's. It's completely leaving my mind right now. But yeah, so you would just somebody kind of, somebody's screaming at their yeah. at their podcasting device, and yes, we're sorry. We are we are that dumb. That but, uh, that area, you would kind of emerge from backstage into that area and just walk straight out of the park. So I, I from from what I remember, Fantasmic has in the past at least sometimes ended after the park closed, um, which I guess it will more because they also announced that the the show is longer now. So with the you know removal of some of the show elements and the addition of others, it has it has gotten longer. So I think they uh, I think people are I think Disney said it was like thirty four minutes now or thirty six minutes now, something like that. So it's a little bit of a longer show, but you know I'm I'm expecting we won't get back to the hotel till you know ten fifteen ten thirty that night, which is fine, but. Uh, yeah, Fantastic Spec November 3rd, and they'll have a good three weeks plus to iron out all the kinks before we, you know, get there and, and see it. So, uh, correct, like, there, there's this mental image I have of Fantasmic running, did it ever run twice a day? Yes. I think it did for a while, because that, that was my thought, too, was... Um, it used to be like, you know, like seven and nine or, you know, seven and eight thirty or something, uh, because I, I feel like I remember leaving as other people were waiting behind, uh, you know, the velvet ropes or whatever right? to, to be let in because you got to get there, you know, an hour or so, an hour and a half before showtime. But if you have a 30 a ish minute show at seven you know everybody's not going to get out of there till 745 and then if you have another one that starts at 830 or whatever you're going to have a lot of people waiting to get in but i do think phantasmic used to run twice okay okay that's that's what i thought uh, okay so and actually there is so i just i pulled up the the times which i didn't look at before we started recording because i'm a professional uh the third through the seventh they're doing shows at eight and nine thirty and then 8 p.m., and then 9 p.m. for November 14th and beyond. Ah, I totally miss that they were doing it twice a night. So, yeah, so there is a short period of time where they huh. are doing two a night. So okay. we neither of us is crazy. Not bad. 
at, at least as, as far as that is concerned. But I wonder if there will be a point at which they will they'll start doing it two times again. Though, what we we saw the the news release was that like two weeks ago or something like that, where they were cutting back on like taking Minnie away from uh, Town Square Theater and Max, Donald, and Daisy maybe from Hollywood Studios because and and basically claiming due to well i claiming makes it sound like i don't think it's because of this <laughs> but i do i do think it's because of this because of shortages in entertainment for uh what friends of those characters essentially and so i i wonder if that's not part of the reason why you're only going to get one show a night is because they may not have the cast of the actors. to handle two shows mm. a night yeah but yeah, strange, strangely, none of none of those cuts were uh, were. I, di- I didn't see any cut saying you know Chef Mickey's would suddenly have one less character <laughs> or anything like that. It's, yeah, I'm 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 not saying I'm just saying. But um, one thing, and, and spoiler alert, I don't think we're going to end up doing this. But one thing that we were considering and, and are considering um, is a dining package for Fantasmic, where you you know pay. It's a per person price, and isn't it like a isn't it like a prefix menu too? I don't know. See, I was going to ask you about that. Um, so they they haven't really announced because I don't think you can make reservations for them yet. But uh, they haven't really announced what the menu thing is. But like, so for Mama Melrose, which is one place that we're eating um, on the night that we're going to go to Fantasmic anyway, Mama mm-hmm. Melrose is fifty four dollars per adult. So it would be one hundred eight bucks. For, I I assume it's got to be a prefix menu or at least a like this package includes one appetizer or dessert and one entree you know something like that where they because they have oh, to yeah, limit it you could, it could be that right um but it's got to be there's some limiting factor but you know one I don't know where the where the premium seating is for that but i was i wanted to ask you have you ever done that have you ever done a dining package for a show or anything like that um because as of right now like we have a a mama melrose reservation at six o'clock i'm figuring Mm -hmm. you know if we go in there eat slow we'll be done at seven ish and then we can just kind of mosey around maybe shop on sunset boulevard or something and then go to fantasmic um and be there, you know, an hour, hour and a half before the show starts. But have you ever right. done a? Have you ever done one of the, uh, the dining packages? So I've never done. Well, wait, no, I have. Oh dang, I was about to say I've never done the dining package, but I have because I did the uh, Tiffin's dining package uh, for kite tails. What was the? Huh? No. Yes. Yeah. For kite tails. Woo woo. <laughs> uh, for uh, what was that? That water show that they had. The Rivers of Light. Yes. There you go. There you go. Rivers of Light. Um, the Navi River Journey of Light. Right. Right. And for that, uh, I mean the the reserve seating was nice. I think the I think the big advantage is if you want to have a decent seat you don't have to get there super early or anything, right? Because, you know, you're you're going to be guaranteed a, a seat in this area, and this area is going to be good sort of a thing. Uh, 
But other than that, I don't know that there's a big advantage. Uh, and gosh, that was so long ago. I, I don't really remember much about it. I've also done the, what, like dessert parties a couple of times. I feel like dessert parties can be pretty nice because you get really good seating and you get the ability to, uh, what, to, to come in late, get really good seating, and you get some desserts. Now, that said, the desserts are totally not worth uh, what you're what $100 you're be or for. whatever. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You're you're paying for the experience. You're not paying for those desserts. Uh but like I I felt like it was it was pretty reasonable. Um I just I don't know because I I the thing for me would be I would have to know, you know, like what would the what would you get and how much I I would need to know how much am I paying for the dining package part of it, right? Right. So like I looking we, at we kind of look here's what Yeah, go ahead. We kind of looked at the price, you know, the menu and it if you get a, you know, if you get a uh an appetizer and an entree and maybe a dessert to share, you're, you know, pretty well approaching a hundred something dollars. But if you don't, you know, it's kind of like it, it kind of brought up the whole conversation that we had about the dining plan way back in the day. You know, when when I finally decided, like, I'm not going to do the dining plan anymore. Um, it was like, yeah, you know, if we went in saying we have to spend one hundred eight dollars to make this worth it, then, yeah, you could spend one hundred eight dollars. But what if you don't feel like getting a, an appetizer that day? What if we had a big lunch or we just had a snack or, you know, whatever? And Right. So you could easily spend $108 at Mama Melrose, but you could also easily spend $70 at Mama Melrose. Well, okay, and so there's there's one other thing to consider here for you. Because you have Genie Plus... You will also have the option of doing Genie Plus for your seating. Oh, yeah. I would, I would assume, right? Because they, they used to they have FastPass fast Plus for that. Yeah. And the, so but, but I would expect Genie. The FastPass Plus seating for Fantasmic was not good. I mean, it was way off to the side. Like, it was not in the middle of the, the theater. It was way off to the side. And it was not a place where I would want to sit. I feel like if, if we had fast passed Fantasmic and we got there and we, you know, that's where we were sitting, we would have gotten up and went to a regular seat if one was available, mm-hmm. you know? Right. But the fast pass seating was not good. So I don't know. I'd have to, I'll, I'll have to look as the date gets closer and more details emerge and see what the genie plus seating for Fantasmic is. So here's the other thing that I'll say, because as we've been talking, I've, been desperately seeking information and it does look like uh i am seeing some old maps that kind of indic- indicate that the two center sections of phantasmic right because there's what uh 10 kind of seating areas mm-hmm. at phantasmic the two in the center are or at least used to be dined dining package seating okay so that would mean that the prime and now 
I you know prime seating like it's there's not really bad seating per se I mean there is bad seating but there's not a lot of bad seating I feel like in that amphitheater but it does look like maybe the best seating is dining package seating so yeah I I don't know I I kind of feel like it, you would want to know what they're going to be right uh what they're what they're actually going to allot for dining package with this whole new thing and what what it's going to include and what it's going to cost and then i would just kind of do the math from there but i i would say the other thing is because of how big phantasmic is for you i would probably go ahead and make the reservation and then drop it if i decided that it wasn't yeah. going to work for me sort of a thing the conversation that fact, though, kind of, <laughs> kind of killed. Yeah, it kind, for kind me. of, kind of buried the lead there, bud. But yeah, I think, I think knowing that, then yeah, I would absolutely just do genie plus for that reservation, and you know, kind of, kind of go from there. And because, we can burn it if the seating still sucks. Right, right. Well, and I think with genie plus, you're still going to have to get there early if you want good seating, right? Because there's a huge chunk that is going to be Genie Plus, yeah. But you're going to be fighting less people than you will if you go to the standby seating. I wonder if they'll have right? individual so, lightning lane seating. Uh, yeah, for uh, for what twenty seven dollars? Pay twenty seven dollars <laughs> per person. You can sit in the second row. Yeah, all that all that I know is if if they're going to do individual lightning lane, my seat better be on that big old boat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you you should be able to be on the the barge thing, the paddle boat. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the only way I'm going to consider it worth it. Speaking of uh insane amounts of money, um Disney Plus or I'm sorry, Genie Plus at Disneyland has hit $30 per person per day uh, in the in the new variable date variable pricing uh scheme for Genie Plus, which I will I will admit Genie Plus is at Disneyland and Genie Plus at Walt Disney World are fundamentally different products and Disneyland's includes their version of Memory Maker. So it's apples to oranges, but still man, 30 bucks per person per day is a lot. Uh and I'm afraid that it is a harbinger of things to come for Walt Disney World. Although I will say, I will say, I think a, and, and bear with me before you throw up at what I'm about to say. Um, I think a $50 per or a like $40 per person per day package at Walt Disney world that included memory maker would probably sell well, because if you could, you know, they would have to drop their insistence that you have to, um, purchase memory maker you know 72 hours in advance or whatever but if if you could pay 40 or 50 dollars per person per day for genie plus plus memory maker i think that would probably sell pretty well because then you could you know you could pick and choose what days you wanted memory maker for and actually maybe save some money uh when compared to buying the 170 dollars or whatever it is for your you know quote whole trip so I, I agree that that would sell, and it would sell like gangbusters. And the reason I say that is because currently the only option that you have is you don't have to have it in 72 hours. You can get it immediately, but it's 
$200 versus $170, right? So but if, if you also, want it immediately, it's 200 Because I think I just bought it for 170 right. for my yeah, upcoming essentially, trip. Essentially, you save $30 by doing it like that. Okay. But there is also Memory Maker One Day, and they've always had this. It is currently $70 a day. Right, so which is insane. If you get if you get a good picture and you say, well, gosh, I, I kind of want Memory Maker for today. Uh, yeah, they'll get it. They'll they'll give you that one picture. You know, it's it's gonna to get Memory Maker for that day, or I guess one day's worth of pictures or whatever. Uh, but it's gonna be seventy dollars. So a hundred percent, a forty dollar uh, Genie Plus and Memory Maker would sell like gangbusters. But that's so, also forty dollars per person per day. So if you had a party of three, buying Memory Maker for seventy dollars a day would be way cheaper than buying Genie Plus for forty dollars per person yeah but even then you're talking about if you say twenty dollars goes towards genie plus and twenty dollars goes towards memory maker that's still only sixty dollars versus seventy dollars under that's memory true. maker's that's currency. true you are basically, basically what i'm saying what i'm saying is they're probably if there is ever such a plan for that it'll probably be even higher than uh forty dollars per person per day yeah i agree but yeah, looking at the looking at the Disneyland thing, uh, I do agree that it's apples and oranges. But Disneyland essentially was at twenty dollars uh, for their version of uh, Genie Plus, right? Then they moved to the the variable pricing, and whereas Walt Disney World was a, hey, it was fifteen, and now it's starting at fifteen, up to twenty two dollars for the month of October. Uh, Disneyland said it was 20, now it's 25, and that's uh, starting at 25. Mm. And they they didn't even bother mentioning what the cap would be. So they <laughs> immediately went up $5 per person per day and said, you know, th- th- this is uncapped. So, you know, $30 could just be the beginning for them. So, yeah, I think that I think this is indicative of they're going to continue raising prices and i mean on the back end i'm sure that there is some algorithm right some some formula that they're using to say okay this is you know what we think we can get and they're just kind of tweaking that number a little bit here a little bit there and they're going to continue playing with that number until they see the result that they want which is you know we want this percentage of people taking it and they'll just continue to bleed it until they can, you know, cause, because why wouldn't you, right? Like, well, and if we can get $22, could we get $24? If yeah. we can get $24, could we get $26? Like where is, where is the, the limit? Where will people finally balk? Well, and the variable pricing is kind of licensed to do that. You know, it's, yeah. it's free, free reign to, to go in and, and try stuff. Especially Walt Disney World, when they say you know from fifteen dollars, as long as they keep that at fifteen, they have the you know opportunity to to bring it back down to fifteen some days, and be still in scope, you know, for of what they said. So I I think that you're absolutely right, and this this variable pricing is is just them trying to figure out what the market will bear. Now, I don't 
again because it is because it does include the um what the the memory maker essentially at Disneyland I don't think that we will get as high as what Disneyland is getting I I could be wrong I sure hope that I'm not wrong about this but I don't think we'll get as high the other thing is that you have to remember that Disneyland is a different beast to Walt Disney World totally. right there's there's a entirely different type of visitor who goes to Disneyland versus going to Walt Disney World. Disneyland has a lot more local traffic. A lot uh, more like a lot afternoon more, people. Right. I've, right. I've a lot said more in the past, like pass people, holders and things. And people going on their way home from work. You know, like you yeah. could go, if you're a pass holder, stop at Disneyland on your way home from work and ride the Matterhorn once and go home. Like that, you could totally do that because again, if... If you've never been to Disneyland, it's literally in the middle of downtown Anaheim, California. It is the wildest thing. If you're coming from Walt Disney World, where you go through Main Gate and then it's 15 minutes until you see anything Disney-related again, Disneyland, when you're on the freeway headed that direction... You see Space Mountain, and you see the car, the uh, the plywood backing of Cars Land. Like everything is just visible from everywhere, and it is so wild as a Walt Disney World person to go to Disneyland. So yes, it is a completely different animal and a completely different thing, um, which is why I said it's apples to oranges. But I still think it's indicative of. What you but, said, but whether whether the farmer is selling apples or the farmer is selling oranges, the farmer is liking the idea of making more money, and that's yeah. the that's the one consistent thing we can take from this is no matter what they're selling, they want to they want to make as much money as they can, and yeah. also just to just I I do have to take a bit of an issue with a part of your uh your like for instance there where you said that you were going to stop at the Matterhorn on the way home from work. <laughs> If you're stopping at the Matterhorn on your way home from work, you're stopping at the Matterhorn, then stopping at the chiropractor, <laughs> then going home from work. Okay, so so yeah, you 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 need to include the chiropractor. Actually, I think they have physical therapy at the ride exit. It's not you don't was, exit through the gift shop, you exit through the right, therapist's you, office. <laughs> Man, can you imagine opening a, a like a a chiropractor like, you know, no appointment Walk up only yeah. chiropractic place at one of those, like in one of those hotel, you know the like the the best Western or whatever that's just outside the main gate at Disneyland. Yeah, and again, you say best Western. That's where Claire and I stayed when we went to Disneyland. The best Western is literally across the street from the Esplanade. That's that's why I said that. That's why the, I said yeah. But the Disneyland Hotel is farther away than the best western is like it's so it's such a weird place uh disneyland i love if it you're, if you're if you're used to walt disney world yes. it is yes it is a very very different beast it's just strange to think like you know i'm i'm sitting here staying at pop and you're staying at you know the the place you stayed when you last went and you're you know walking to the magic kingdom and I'm having to take, you know, the the buses to get to Magic Kingdom. That that would be what what it's like there. 
It's like you can stay at a Best Western for like I think we paid like seventy five dollars a night to stay there. Oh yeah, and yeah, literally it's usually not too bad. Literally walked across the street to the Esplanade with. I'm ne- pretty. Right I'm pretty to- sure the place I stayed in, I even had like a jacuzzi in my room. So I mean, come on, Disney, get on my level. Right next to a person dressed uh, in their bellhop uniform for Tower of Terror, which was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I really, oh, I really yeah. enjoyed the cast member dressed as a bellhop walking across, like, you know, might as well have been smoking a cigarette, going to work, you know, like, yep, this is me. I'm, I'm just headed to work. Just, a, just another, just another day. But I, here's the thing, to be fair, you, you have lived your Disney, your Walt Disney World experiences in the bubble, yes. right? Because if you if you went to Walt Disney World like I did, you know, like I do where I take my own vehicle and I go shopping at, you know, Walmart or Publix or whatever, you're going to see people. And and I say this as maybe somebody who might have done this sort of thing uh, myself on multiple occasions. You're going to see people in like half to two thirds of a costume uh shopping you know in the aisle right next to you like you're gonna you're gonna see somebody walk by and be like huh that looks like a, a haunted mansion costume or something like that it's a haunted mansion and pants. spoiler alert it's that's 100 percent because that's exactly what it is because they just got off work gosh darn it they got enough out of costume that they can't get in trouble if you know if if a higher up sees them out in public because they won't be breaking the rules and other than that, they're just going to go shopping. Honestly, I went shopping. I I would go shopping so often in my costume because, you know, I took off my little vest and it was just a blue shirt and black pants. Plus, that blue shirt and black pants, when I was done with them, I just turned them into... I didn't have to wash them or anything. So why wouldn't I just keep using my, my blue shirt and black pants that I'm not... You know, why am I going to go home and immediately change into something that then I'm going to be responsible for? To beans with that, man. <laughs> Well, I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day.